gentlemen. Get ready for Rich Eisen. Voice of God. Huh? Voice of God. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I still can't believe Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. The Rich Eisen Show. Which is really weird for me because most quarterbacks of the New York Jets want to get the hell out of there. <laughs> Earlier on the show, NFL Network analyst Steve Mariucci, Jaguars general manager Trent Baalke. Coming up from CBS's Young and the Restless, actor Eric Braden. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Facts. Factual. It is Rich Eisen. And I'll stop referring to myself in the third person. Uh, hour number three of this program, Trent Balky, the Jaguars. Uh, hour two, hour number one. Had a great chat with Steve Mariucci in advance of tonight's doubleheader live on NFL Network between the Texans and Patriots kicking off the preseason writ large. Hall of Fame game notwithstanding, it starts tonight with a doubleheader that also culminates between the Vikings and the Seattle Seahawks this evening, both games live on NFL Network. Uh, there's also a big announcement involving NFL Plus and NFL Network and the Red Zone channel coming up in about an hour from now. I'll be zooming on that. Ooh. Oh, yes. Hold on, oh. Was yes, I'll be uh, part of that big announcement. You want to break news? Like an hour uh, I kind of just Maybe. laid a bunch of breadcrumbs down. Oh, okay, so. cool, cool, cool. Okay. It'll soon make a loaf. <laughs> we like so, crumbs, right? Yeah. Uh, if you missed any of the, the last two hours, don't worry. We re-air as soon as this is over after this hour is complete. Eric Braden, uh, the man who has portrayed Victor Newman for decades on Young and the Restless, is here in studio. Yes. Uh, first time in four years he's back. And we are going to have him once again give a dramatic soap opera soap operatic portrayal of three sports rants from back in the day. And my gosh, <laughs> that's your music. Rich. So I want to prep you. Well, I appreciate you, Mike, doing that. Um, he's about to come out here. Speaking of prepping, uh, TJ Jefferson has left the set. Oh, he's TJ a, has left, he has the, left the set. He is he back with the... Eric Braden. Nice. Some, he's a segment producer right now. Hey, Oh, he's dad. producing him on the three, um, the three sports moments that he's going to have to uh, give dramatic renderings on. Mm, 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 mm. It's coming up. Let's go. I wouldn't miss it if I were you. Well, you're going to be here, so. I mean, yeah. I mean, no, no, no. I mean, people might have. It. People, I'm not going right. to. You, you don't want to miss it. Right? Yeah. I mean, you don't want to. Back miss in it. the day when Victor Newman uh, <laughs> first came to be, when Eric Braden first gave this character this self-made business magnet some <sighs> life on television, you would say, "Don't touch that dial." That's true. You know. Don't touch that dial. But right yeah. now, it would be, don't Toss. touch that Roku remote. Yes. That's what it would be right now. Keep on streaming. Speaking of which, we talked about the urinals with Jacksonville's general manager in hour number two of this program. Uh, what are you working on over there, Christopher? What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you got going on over there? Nothing. I'm just okay. locked in. Okay. You are locked in. Locked, locked in. in. Did you just make a bet? Is that what you did? No, I'm, probably no, I'm, trying, trying, to, uh, you I'm just trying to put my Rams tickets for uh, Saturday. Are you seriously? Are you doing that yeah. right now while we're talking? Well, Mike and I were talking about yeah. it in the break, and then I was going through, and I was like, oh, let me just check. Yeah. Because I haven't done it yet. We were so talking about yeah. Well, it's a preseason. We're not yeah, going to be able to make it. I got it. prior engagements. Yeah. I get it. Rich, I'm going to go to more games this year. I don't care. I've made a commitment. I don't care. <laughs> Like, I don't care. See, that's basically like what you're saying to me if you're spending time on the air right now, like trying to sell your tickets when we're I trying wasn't. to talk with each other. Well, I was he's listening. Not, you know? He's not. I was he's engaging. He's also, better than Rich, I you am. know, we talked about a Lions Jaguars Super Bowl. Yes, sir. And this is just in case Phil Mickelson's listening. Oh, gosh. 179 Whoa. to 1. Oh, wow. Are the odds on that? So, are the Chiefs and the Eagles the worst odds? Right now, uh, yeah. So, so Chiefs. Everybody eight. thinks it's going to be a rematch of a Super Bowl, even though that hasn't happened in decades. Yeah, Chiefs are um, Eagles are plus two fifty to to make it, and Chiefs are plus three fifty. So you're getting about 15, so wait a minute, fifteen to one. So the Chiefs have worse odds to make it than the than the Eagles to win their conference. Yeah, because they feel it's a tougher conference. Is that what you're? Is that is that the way to read this thing? Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. So Eagles, uh, Niners are second, four to one. Cowboys six to one. Those are your three best in the NFC. Uh, Lions eleven to one. Saints twelve to one. And Where are the Giants? Uh, Twenty five to one. Uh, Behind Seattle and the Vikings. Damn the Giants! What? 
You know, what, you know what that is. You know what that is. That's a Daniel Jones thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, D, that's a DJ problem. Of course. Yeah, of course. That's a DJ P. Well, wouldn't wouldn't you say DJ. all the quarterbacks are, are better than him ahead? Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, Derek Carr, Geno Smith. Say the name. Say it. Say the names. Kirk Say Cousins. The name. There you go. I mean, I think Kirk Cousins is better than Brock Purdy, but the Niners have a better team. Kirk Cousins got one and done by Daniel Jones, who was the superlative quarterback that day. It's just one day. Hands. Well, I well, mean, that's, that's the most need. important day. True. That's true. It's the most important day. Kirk you Cousins know, when they're playing each other in, other days. in an, an elimination game. I mean, you have bad When day. the chips are down. Oh, everyone keeps talking about when is Kirk Cousins going to win under the lights on a Monday, on a Saturday, on a, on a, fr- on a Thursday, Sunday night. I think he cares too much. He's you really watch, good. Watch He's really good. He's really good. The Daniel Jones slander. But nothing is more slanderous than what Dak is receiving right now. We talked about it last Man, week, pal. It's, it's, it's real we and it's loud. We talked about it it's real and loud. last week. Significantly so. So we got preseason games tonight. Yep. Love it. The Jets are... Jets are, uh, Jets are 10 to 1 to win the AFC. So what are the AFC odds? The Chiefs? Hold on. Let me, let me guess. Sure. The Chiefs. Yep. Plus 350. The Bills. Yep. Plus 450. The Bengals. Plus 550. Then come... Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Then come the Jets? Yep. 10 to 1. They're tied with the Ravens. Also 10 to 1. Okay. Um, then comes the Jaguars? Jaguars are a couple back. Uh, Dolphins, so the Dolphins, Dolphins have better Dolphins 12 odds? to 1. Chargers 13 to 1. Wow. Jaguars 14 to 1. <laughs> What's more slanderous? The Jaguars having a better odds to make... To win the Super Bowl than the Chargers. That's to make the Super Bowl. Right. To make the Super Bowl than the Chargers, who they dispatched in historic fashion. I mean, honestly, Jacksonville or, should be or, fifth on this. Or list. Daniel jo- or Daniel Jones having less of a shot to make it back, adding Darren Waller than the Vikings who lost Dalvin Cook. I mean, we put it that way. I, I mean, well, honestly, the I Giants, mean, that's really good value on the Giants at 25 to 1. Jacksonville should probably be about the same as the Jets and maybe a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to take super long shots, a Cardinals oh, please. Texans Super Bowl is, man, I can't even do the math. There's so many zeros. Uh, let's see, 10,000 to 1. Well, let's uh, let's uh, talk about a sure thing here, shall we? Well, I like it. Speak my language. Show it, Otani. Show it, Otani. Sure thing. Sure thing. The only question is, does his future salary, that is nine figures, begin with a six or a seven? I'm going to say seven. Really? The back doesn't uh, scare you? Back, my. This is like yeah. the fourth or end. Every start, he's had some sort of issue, so, uh, whether it was blister or back. Got it. He's taken swings before where he winces I afterwards. See it. I see it. Not that the least bit concerning. You he's, know what? He's I, 29. I, I would, I would uh, appreciate your Red Sox going medical when the rest of Major League Baseball goes financial. You go medical. You zag like that, pal. I'm just throwing out a possibility. Okay. Got it. Got it. Last night, once again, I understand. Back this, blister that. He's wincing. Dude, you know who also wincing? Anybody in the batter's box against this guy. It's (laughs) unbelievable what he's doing. Six innings, one one unearned run last night. And it's just, it's it's, uh, remarkable. Because, again, I went Monday night when he was the designated hitter in the stadium is just filled with 17 jerseys with the, with Otani in the back, either in English or Japanese. Place goes nuts for him. He yeah. is so incredibly talented. And to see him in person, there's nothing like it. There really isn't. I, 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 I agree. I, I mean, seeing Judge is exhilarating. Um, who else you got? I, I haven't seen Acuna play in person. 
I haven't seen that. But who's going who's gonna to get somebody to come out to the stadium? And I know these days attendance is up because I think the pitch clock and the shift, I think the rule changes that baseball endeavored this year and the one that should come next is, you know, some um, help for the umpires. You know, the Hawkeye system that is going down in the minors right yeah, now. Yeah, the challenge situation. I Absolutely. Like, I, I like that. That's a great idea. Absolutely. I where, think the, I saw... where, where the human beings are calling balls and strikes, but there's there's an ability for somebody to tap their helmet and say, I'm challenging, and they turn around and they see like uh, uh, a, a computer rendering of whether the ball hit the strike zone, similar to whether a ball is in or out in tennis that you've seen in those broadcasts. It's the same system. Let's go. Because it's getting completely out of hand oh, yeah, and certainly bad. there are all these apps now and there's now these umpire twitter accounts yep, that are everything. everything is seen oh, yeah. so it's time for baseball to get on and they're already on it it's That's almost like a, a daily report card on so some of these guys. I, I, i'm not sitting here and saying that there's you know an attendance problem in baseball i'm just saying who are you who's going to get you oh they're in town you're showing up there's not you know? i think i saw attendance is up nine percent no i know that that's what i'm saying this year yeah but Otani's just the difference maker, pal. Oh, if you haven't seen him play in person, you have to. Well, you got to have to and, go. And and to see him pitch too. Uh, have I haven't to seen go. that yet. But just watching him, it's just it's re- just again when he pitches next. Just watch, and the thing that the, how I watch him when he pitches is this guy is in the home run chase too, and a triple crown chase, and you forget that when he's pitching. Right. You just forget it. Yeah. You forget it. Unfortunately, though, um, even though they came up with the win and took the series from the Giants, which is good for them. That's two in a row. I mean, I know, we're, on a, uh, it, we're on a run here. I know. It doesn't wipe out You look out at the, the standings, and it's just, it's just, right. Yeah, they're just slipping. Yeah, and the Orioles have lost two in a row since uh, the news came out that they suspended their announcer. <laughs> so there's that. Look out! The Astros are going to win. The Astros are going to win the 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 the, uh, the league again. You think so? They're going. I think I they're going to catch everybody. Seems like it. They're going to catch everybody. So we're just going to get a rematch from a couple of years ago. Astros Braves. Maybe. Maybe the Dodgers somehow break through. Maybe. I don't know. Another rematch. So I like seeing new blood in baseball. Yeah. In baseball, every year it just seems like eh, there's only about eight teams that really have a chance to win because they spend the most and. I need to see a 30 for 30 and what the hell happened to Luis Severino. You see, the Yankees started an opener last night just figuring that he really? has a problem in the first inning, and then we found out it's not just the first inning, it's just the bat- first batters he faces. He couldn't do it again. He just, I, I don't know, the guy threw 100 and then just was dominant, and he's now truly on pace for having one of the worst stretches in the history of Major League Baseball pitching. Ever. I don't know what the hell happened to him. You know. Well, like, then that weird thing that happened with Rizzo, where it's like, is he in a two-month-long slump? No, he's actually had a, had suffering concussion. from concussion after the effects. whole Yankee season. It just makes no sense. Really? It took two months to figure out he's got a concussion. What is your solution to just clean house? Yes. Like Boone and Cashman both. Um. I, I like Aaron Boone a lot. I, I, I just don't know if I, – I can't figure out. Not to go full Jimmy Trainer here, though. But, he's about it But day. Brian Cashman has had a long time here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been a long, long time here. And maybe a new set of eyes would be helpful on that front. Because what's happening, right? They just lost two or three to the Chicago friggin' White Sox. Garrett Cole lost. Easily one of the worst teams in Major right. League Baseball. Right. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Yeah. And they lost. They lost. They, they started the second half of the season losing in Colorado, getting swept by the Angels. Now they've, now they've lost to the, they lost the series to the Chicago White Sox. Honestly, this is, George M. Steinbrenner III would have literally. Done. They were done. Blown it the F up a long time ago. Yeah. But Hal just sits back and saying, maybe we can play like we're playing in May. And, and, and I don't know what, would, what it would accomplish right now to doing anything right now. No, I think... Nothing, yeah. would, nothing would be accomplished no. but doing anything right now. Nothing. Because, you you know, I, 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 I don't know. 
I talk about the Yankees way too much for a team that's going nowhere. But it's my team, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it affects you. We'll take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's get TJ back out here. The brilliant Eric Braden, who plays Victor Newman on Young and the Restless and has been for decades. He's coming out here next. It'll be a fun chat. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You are an accomplished water skiing enthusiast. Yes, you I once am. worked as a water skiing instructor. Yes, I am. When the Happy Days riders found out, they wrote it into the script, yes. and that's how Jump the Shark was born. Okay, my father said to me, Tell Gary Marshall you water ski. <laughs> I said, I'm not telling him I water Tell him you water ski. So he told me enough times. I went to Gary. I said, I'm just going to say this. <laughs> my father wants you to know I'm, I'm a water skier. And I was a counselor in camp as a water skiing counselor. All of a sudden, I'm water skiing. I pull up on the beach. I let go of the rope. I pull up on the beach. I step out of the skis. And I go, hey, look at that. And I'm smiling. Mm -hmm. If you watch the scene, half of that smile is the Fonz going, hey, I did it. And the other half is Henry going, oh, I can't believe you did it. <laughs> True. And you you are aware of the phrase, jump the shark. I and, am. And it's, it's meaning within the pop culture. Yeah, I am. John, right? a, a young man, John Heim. John Heim. Yeah, he's a Michigan was, guy. He, and yeah. A Michigan guy yeah. in his dorm room. Yeah. With his roommate, don't know his name. They came up with the phrase, jump yeah. the shark, because of that episode. Yes. And I've, I met him years later. Now, this is America. He comes up with a phrase. There's a book. There's a, there's a game. He's on the radio, on the Howard Stern Network. That's true. Now, people say, how did you feel? Well, you know, that, that this phrase, jump the shark, every time they mentioned it, and it was in the newspaper, mm -hmm. they had a picture of me water skiing. At that time, I had great legs. So I didn't care for one minute. We were number one for five years after that. What did I care? That's that true. there was a phrase. That's true. That's true. All of Henry Winkler's remarkably fun appearances are on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, along with our live stream on the Roku channel. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. It's been four years since this gentleman last stopped by, and it's been, a, it's, it's been too long. 
quite frankly. The legend <laughs> himself, yes. the man who plays Victor Newman from Young and the Restless and so much more in his legendary career, just celebrated his 43rd anniversary on the number one rated soap. Season 50 of Young and the Restless airs weekdays on CBS. The great Eric Braden here on The Rich Eisen Show. How are you, sir? Good to see you. Yes. I didn't realize it was four years ago. My God, it's been that mighty. long. Whoa. Yeah, time flies, doesn't it, Eric? Oh, you're looking young and strong and... And restless? <laughs> oh, hey. that you see, take for granted. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Sitting on that chair behind the desk makes you restless. Thank you, sir. Trust me. Greatly appreciate it. What is the best dad, the best dad ever. ever, it says, oh, yes. Yeah, 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 That's what yeah, I've got yeah. going on right here. Oh, I'm nice trying to clean man. up my, my stuff so you can see it. I just had dinner with my granddaughter last night. Oh, great. Terrific. She's 19. Okay. Yeah. So you picked up the check. I picked up the check. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Understood. Uh, so what, what sports are you watching these days? Eric, what are, you, what, are you, what are you checking out? You know, Rick, I just, I'm missing football a lot. Okay, it's coming back. I miss that a lot. Yes. Obviously, uh, watch the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you watching the Women's World Cup? The Women's World Cup I've Cause watched. Because you're, you're a soccer guy. You played. Well, I, I played and won the U.S. Championship in 1973. Yes. I, I, let me ask you. The Maccabees. The, exactly. Yeah. Here in Los Angeles, California, yeah, right? right? Okay. We won the final against a team from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. The Cleveland Italians. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the, women's, the women's soccer. Yes. It all started. Mm-hmm. The most extraordinary story in sports mm-hmm. history in America mm-hmm. is the birth and the evolution of the AYSO, mm-hmm. American Youth Soccer Association. I'm very well aware of it. My children have played, all three of my kids have played AYSO so, soccer. Yeah. In 1964, mm-hmm. A German-American fellow called Hans Stiele, mm-hmm. who lived in Torrance, he and his wife had four kids, mm-hmm. two boys, two girls. Yes. He was soccer crazy. He said, I want my girls to play as well. Mm-hmm. So he came to us as we were playing at, at Dorsey High School, Jackie Robinson Stadium. There was a great Los Angeles soccer league. Mm-hmm. We were warming up, and we knew him. And he said, you know, I'm going to start an organization called the American Youth Soccer Association, AYSO. Mm-hmm. Both boys and girls will play. And we said, well, good luck. We laughed. Yes. Very condescending about it. Girls play soccer. It's nonsense. Mm-hmm. So lo and behold, my oldest friend in L.A., Dan Tana from Dan Tana's restaurant. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. Gave the seed money to this fellow, Hans Steeler. I had no idea. Uh, six, seven, ten thousand bucks to buy uniforms and all that. Yeah. That's how the AYSO started. That is why we have had... The women's team in America win three world championships. All born from that day. All born from that day right here in Torrance. I had no idea. I no. thought, and, and I think you guys can back me up, no. I thought Dantana's greatest gift to life was the chicken parmesan. Yes. <laughs> and the chopped salad. And the ch- <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all. I think we're all. I think. I think we're all in. Uh, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But it really was. He he helped seed the money for he the for AYSO soccer because I played for a team at the time. Yes, owned by Jean Leon, who owned La Scala, mm-hmm. which was the restaurant of Beverly Hills, <laughs> another right. great establishment right. here in Los Angeles, California. And Dan Tana was a maitre d' at La Scala. Okay, but he managed the soccer team. That Jean Leon owned on the side. I so he went from La Scala to Dantana's in the same way that Craig went from Dantana's to Craig's. Precisely. Yeah. Exactly. This wow. is, is, uh, wow. I mean, it's that's all coming together, and, and the women are women World Cups. And, <laughs> wow. And the chicken <laughs> prom's great at Craig's, too. And the chops okay. yes, precisely. And the chops <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and the chops, the chops out. out. So is it true, again, let's, let's get to this here. Vic, uh, Victor Newman is the finest in the form of Eric Braden here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's, so are you, is it true that you scored uh, a world, a national challenge cup, uh, 1973, you talked about it. You scored a uh, penalty kick in the championship right. game to win it all. The first goal was the first goal of the, of the match. We won it all together, I think, 3-2, to two, but I scored the first goal. I was very good at kicking penalties. When I see them nowadays, yes. the American women's national team yes. lost in the penalty kick. Yes, I saw that. And I see them try all kinds of fancy stuff. Very simple. 
I didn't miss in five years. Mm -hmm. The way I did it is run at it hard mm -hmm. and put slice on it. I will tell the goalie that corner. Mm -hmm. If you hit it hard enough and put slice, the ball goes away from the goalkeeper. They could, wouldn't even he know. may touch it, maybe not, but it's the best way to kick a penalty. So none of this tiptoeing, none of this all <laughs> Just run at it and boom. Okay. You know, hit it. All right. So that so that's true. Uh, we have some. Uh, Eric, we've got uh, Eric Braden here on the Rich Eisen show. I have. Uh, I mean, we just chose four facts from your life's work and being uh, Eric Braden um, that we need to know if it's true or false. If we haven't played celebrity true or false oh, wow. in quite some time. So it's good to have Eric Braden here. Hit it, please. We have some great production value as well. Celebrity, true or false. You can't handle the truth. All right, celebrity, true or false with Eric Braden here. True or false, your young and the restless character, Victor Newman, was originally set for a 26-week run but became so popular after you imprisoned your wife's lover <laughs> and you're, you became a regular on the show. Is that the true story? After I imprisoned my wife's lover. Mm-hmm. They thought it was just the right thing to do. <laughs> good example to American manhood. No. <laughs> um, you, know, you find your wife wandering yeah. around, you lock them in the right. basement. So, so that sounds like Beauty and the Beast almost. Um, not to go full Disney here, but in all seriousness, though, that you originally only set for half a year, that was it? Three months. Three months? Three months. So that's the 12 week run. It was just a, you know, I, I didn't even know what a soap was. I had to watch television during the day, mm -hmm. except for the Rick Eisen show. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. And um, Dabney Coleman. You know Dabney? Of course. Dabney Coleman, he and I you would play tennis together. He's a very good tennis player. And I said, they asked me to see some people who run a soap. What's a soap? Mm -hmm. He says, do it, you love it. And upon that recommendation, did I even go to the interview? And the rest is a 43-year-long history. Is this, wow. And so it was, it was a tennis game with Dabney Coleman yeah. that led to you agreeing yeah. to go I respect him as drivers. an actor very much, right. and I respected his opinion. He says, do it, you'll love it. And? I hated it the first year. Oh, really? I hated it. I couldn't stand it. It was too limiting. It is too, too... Mm -hmm. The pace is extraordinary. Mm -hmm. When a nighttime television show shoots between 8 and 12 pages a day, a film 2 or 3 pages a day, mm -hmm. we shoot 100 pages a day. That's a lot you know of pages. That That's a lot of pages. Do you know what that means as far as learning dialogue is concerned? Mm -hmm. The most I've ever done were 62 pages in one day. Mm. And that was, we didn't think I could do it, but I did it. And you just, you cram. And... Um, you just go right, up, you go right up and kick it, like a penalty kick, right? Yeah. You know, tiptoe Yes, around. exactly. Boom. By Something. the way, that's a very good example. Okay. A lot of my mm -hmm. success in acting had to do with sports. Sports, you do it. Yeah. You may feel nerves. Mm -hmm. When I did Broadway, for example, with Geraldine Page, 1965, opening night was frightening. Frightening. You go back and you say, you will not intimidate me. As in sports, you will not intimidate Every athlete is nervous sure. before an important game. Yeah, yeah, sure. So that sports, in that sense, helped a great deal. Eric you know? Braden here on the Rich Eisen Show, continuing celebrity, true or false? True or false, Eric Braden, you were offered the role of 007 James Bond in the early 1970s. Yay yeah. or nay? I'd done a film at Universal Studios called Colossus, The Forbin Project, mm -hmm. which would be a very good film for people to see now because it was about supercomputers. Okay. And I developed the American supercomputer and the Russian, the equivalent on Russia's side. Mm -hmm. And Cubby Broccoli, who produced James Bond films, mm -hmm. saw that film and asked me to have lunch with him and my agent, and uh, they thought at the time that I might be from the British Commonwealth somewhere, and uh, he said, do you still have a British passport? I said, I have a German passport. Mm -hmm. 
and they couldn't run down. <laughs> That's it. That's it. He says they would have a revolution in England if a German played James Bond. You know. Sure. Yeah, that was it. Exactly. That was the yeah. end of it. So if you were a Brit, you would have been able to I do it. I would have probably been done doing it. Yeah, Brit or someone who was a member of the Commonwealth. Well, sure, right. I mean, obviously, yeah. Sean Connery Aussie, wasn't wasn't yeah, a Brit. He was Scottish, right? Exactly. Right. Lazenby was was an Aussie. Uh, New Zealand, Canada. No, not even Canada. I don't mm. think. So yeah. that was the end of that. That was the end of that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, true or false, Eric Braden, the scene in which your character, John Jacob Astor IV, drowned in Titanic right. was one of the scariest moments in your career. True or false? True. What happened? I was... Done a lot of stunts. Rap Patrol, Combat, all the action films I ever did. Mm-hmm. And this one... They came to me the night before and said, James asks if you want to do it. I said, what does it entail? Well, water will come in from all sides. And then at a certain point when you go up the stairs and turn, that will be the cue to unleash 150 tons to the ceiling. Whoa. I said, really? (laughs) (laughs) I said, yeah. Uh-huh. I said, hmm, have you rehearsed it? He says, well, we can't. It's all computerized. I said, huh. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, let's do it. But you give me as many rehearsals as I want until I feel safe. Yes. So we had dry rehearsals, about five or six. And thank God we did. They had, I think, nine cameras. Hmm. All the camera people were in a diving suit, an oxygen tank. And I said, well, where the hell is it for me? <laughs> <laughs> so well, you, just, you just walk from here and then as the water comes in, I said, yeah, but how far does it? Well, we don't quite know. Okay. Really? <laughs> okay, so, uh-huh. So we drive, rehearse it a few times, and I said, okay, okay. Do you mean at this point I turn? Yes. I said, and you give the cue to the guy who unleashes the water. He says, yep. I said, we have never rehearsed that. Said, no. Mm-hmm. All right. This was just before Christmas. I remember. And suddenly, mm-hmm. action. And the water starts coming in on the sides. What they hadn't reckoned with is that all the furniture started floating. Ah. <gasps> Well, you are sitting now that started floating. Mm-hmm. Tables, everything. Else. Whoa, holy <laughs> So I am going up the stairs, and I think this may be my last Christmas or before Christmas time. You really thought that? I really thought so. And then the water comes crashing in? Well, so then it gets higher and higher and higher. Suddenly the camera people disappear, but they have oxygen tanks on. And I said, <laughs> So I'm walking up the stairs, and suddenly... Boom! It glass ceiling broke, and all the water comes down. And I must say, I I done a lot of stunts, a lot of dangerous situations in my life, but that scared the daylights out of me. And we barely made it. And afterwards, they told me, "Well, you know, we had a diver up there, a professional diver, who would have yeah. gone into the water to save you." Anyway, yes. <laughs> That's true. That was wow. scary. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Eric Braden here on the Rich yeah. Eisen Show. Last one for you, and then we're going to put you to work as well with uh, reading some of our favorite sports moments from podiums. True or false, one of your close friends is Ed O'Neill, and you're also buddies with Stephen A. Smith. Yes, yep. sir. These are true. Yep. How do you know Ed O'Neill? Ed is the one who introduced my son to Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Okay. And he knew that, that I'd been boxing and all that, and we... Always met at the same restaurant, and uh, he convinced Christian Gudigas, who was my son, mm-hmm. who wrote *Den of Thieves* and mm-hmm. directed *Den of Thieves*. Yes, sir. And just finished doing the sequel. And uh, my son had been in soccer and boxing. I took him to the ghetto gym, 78th and Hoover, 108th and Broadway, mm-hmm. in the 70s and 80s. That's why I used to box. And um, Ed waxed poetic about Brazilian jiu-jitsu. 
And so my son has done it ever since. Now he's a black belt. And uh, so Ed is just very knowledgeable about boxing. Huge boxing, MMA, UFC, yeah, huge. martial arts. Absolutely. Huge knows into everything that. about it. Yes, he does. And, and how'd you uh, know Stephen A? Stephen A, my son said, you got to be on a show. Mm-hmm. So somehow I think my PR guy yeah. arranged and we started talking and it turns out that he or friends of his and relatives of his have been watching YNR for years. That's how that came about. But um, he but he he want does he watch the competition? Is that true? Well he he does he works in the competition. I'd forget the show's name. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I said you know, you're doing the wrong show, man. <laughs> so, uh, but no. Uh, Stephen A is one of the brightest guys I know. He is so quick. He's so fast. Oh yeah. And and he is. He sometimes works on General Hospital. No, yeah, that's when I. I heard. forgive him, but. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Uh, that's celebrity true or false with Eric Braden. I, I knew that would be dynamite. Um, so, if you don't mind, once again, we're going to ask you to put on your Victor Newman finest in your mind and your heart and bring one of the great characters in the history of television to the Rich Eisen Show in the form of reading. We have printed out for you three of the best sports soliloquies that we could come up with. And if you don't mind, we'd like you to Give us your best Victor Newman interpretation of these moments, Eric Braden. Is that cool with you once again? That's cool. Brother. Okay, we actually have music to help inspire you. <laughs> First up, Eric Braden reading the moment on March 1st, 2000, in the bowels of the old Boston Garden when Rick Pitino told us who is not walking through that door. As once again, portrayed by Eric Braden as Victor Newman. Please. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale is not walking through that door. Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. If you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. What we are is young, exciting, hardworking, going to improve. People don't realize that, man. And as soon as they realize that, those three guys are not coming through that door, the better this time will be for all of us. Chris, you lived that moment. It's uh, so very painful. (laughs) So very, very painful. I hate Rick Pitino with the fury of a thousand suns. Well, but so was that, uh, that was, that was, that engendered the same uh, anger. Well done. Well done, Eric. I'm conflicted. Next up, uh, Eric Braden as Victor Newman recounting the moment on September 22nd, 2007, when Oklahoma State's Mike Gundy reminded everyone how (laughs) old he is with this soliloquy. That's why I don't read the damn newspaper. It's garbage. The editor that let it come out is garbage. Attacking an amateur athlete for doing everything right. And then you want to write articles about guys that don't do things right and downgrade the one that do make plays. Are you kidding me? Well, we are the editor in the society, man. Come on, come after me. I'm a man. I'm 82 years old. <laughs> Not a kid. That's all I got to say. Makes me want to puke. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you putting your own personal twist on it, Eric. Yes. <laughs> Last one. Now this is this one is this one I think is directly up the soap alley, if you will. You know what I'm saying? From January thirteenth, two thousand eight. Terrell Owens upset at the criticism of Tony Ramone, reminding everyone who is his quarterback. Eric Braden as Victor Newman, please. This is not about Tony, man. You guys can point a finger at him. You can talk about the vacation. We had a great time down there. You know? If you do that, it's really unfair. It's really, really unfair. (laughs) It's my teammate, you know, Tony. Tony Romo was my quarterback. (laughs) And if you guys do that, man, it's, it's, it's unfair. We lost as a team. We lost as a team, man. Come on. Not Tony's fault. 
shit, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Go. <laughs> TJ's lost it over there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the great Eric Braden. You're on the Rich Johnson oh, man, Show. That's funny. You are uh, one of one, sir. I always appreciate you coming on this show. Thank you very much. And I appreciate you and, and what you're doing. And Thank you, sir. Man, I love sports. What a, what a job you have. You talk about sports all day. I'm, uh, I'm lucky. We, we, we're, we're all lucky to be Fantastic. here. Fantastic. We're all lucky really? to be here. You know, now, I still want to see you and, and Stephen A. I appreciate it. Do a sprint. Oh, the 40? <laughs> the 40? I, would, I that, would have Stephen A. Smith I mean, out doing talking. the 40-yard dash in a heartbeat. No, but I, I, he's injured. And he does a lot of boxing now. Mm -hmm. And he trains too hard. I said, you can't get in shape in, in seven days. It doesn't work. Mm. you got to take your time with it. But he goes and works very hard. and then well, he, he looks great. He looks like he's... He's he, lost weight. He definitely has. Uh, you can see that. Well, and uh, all what we should all do... Yes, sir. You take me as a, as a, as a European, as a soccer player, mm -hmm. we shoot baskets. Okay. The three of us. Let's do it. For money. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that uh, that little extra juice a, in action. I didn't expect that coming from you. I have but. a new knee and a new hip. Okay. I'm ready. And how are you feeling? You feeling good? I'm feeling good. Fantastic. Yes. You look great, sir. Thanks, man. You look Same good. Same to you. Uh, Eric yep. Braden, at E. Braden on Twitter, at Eric Braden Gudekast, right? On, uh, Gudekast. Okay. Right. On uh, Instagram. Check him out right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Again, uh, Young and the Restless airs weekdays on CBS. Back to wrap up this show in a moment. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. What was the big break for you? Was it married with children, essentially? Or well, I went to New York uh -huh. uh, from Youngstown, and I was doing a lot of theater. Mm -hmm. uh, and I did Broadway, off-Broadway, regional theaters, and so forth. And I was doing a play at Hartford Stage called Mice and Men, which is not a comedy, by the way. <laughs> and I was, I was playing Lenny. Okay. And then uh, a casting director from L.A. was visiting his aunt, went to the show. Mm -hmm. And then liked the play, liked me, and then... A year later, they're casting uh, Married with Children, and they can't get the Bundy guy. And, he, and this guy's name was Hirschfeld. And he said, uh, you know, this, you, you know, guys, you're going to think I'm nuts. But I saw an actor a year ago in a drama that I think he could do this. And they, they almost fired him. And I happened to be out there at the time for a, a failed pilot. Mm -hmm. And they called me in. I was playing handball at the Hollywood Y. <laughs> And uh, I showed up with my glove with the bag, uh, you know, my, my bag with the gloves hanging all of it. And they, it was Levitt and Moye. What the hell is that? Mm -hmm. And so we, we uh, started talking in the office, and then they had me uh, audition. They said, would you mind reading? And I said, no, that's what I do all the time. 
And I saw the guy as as my uncle, one of my uncles. Al Bundy, you're saying? Yeah, he was like, and the guy was a judge, but he reminded me of this guy. <laughs> and uh, they, what I mean is, I guess apparently most of the guys that read for it were doing it like Jackie Gleason in The Honeymooners, you know, yelling and mad. Mm -hmm. Well, my uncle was like resigned. You know, life was going to be bad. Resigned, I love it. So, you know, we'd be like, he'd get home from work and he'd come in the house and my aunt, his wife, would say, Joe, I ran over the dog in the driveway today, he's dead. And Joe would say, what's for dinner? <laughs> so it was sort of like that, right? <laughs> That's how I read it. And they had not heard that tact, you know, Interpretation. That. No, they had not heard that. And they went, well, that's kind of funny. Uh, just hearing him just ha slip back in Al Bundy and go, so what's for dinner? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Back Al here in the Rich Eyes Show. Great uh, great stuff with Eric Braden. Ah, uh, for our uh, radio affiliates that might not be on a delay, um, <clears throat> certainly our new radio affiliates. We apologize for some of the S-bombs there. He's 82. <laughs> and he's out of you know what's to give. <laughs> good job, TJ. Good uh, good producing right there. Hey, that, was funny. that was funny. You understand, man. Like, I've been watching that man, like, since I was a kid. My family. Yeah, all of us. All, my grandmother, our channel never left CBS from, like, noon till four. And so I'm back there kind of producing him and it and it, it's, it's not cool, lost it? on me. I'm like, I'm producing Victor Newman <laughs> right now. This <laughs> is. My life is weird. I've had moments like that in my career, too, man, where it's just like, oh, this yeah. is wild. Like, you know, interviewing Reggie Jackson or yeah, being involved in the <clears throat> Hall of Fame. Oh, man, you have an endless MC list. Well, no, well, the, the emceeing of the Hall of Fame the year that uh, Carl Peterson was inducting Peterson. Derek Thomas. And, oh, and I went backstage to talk about how, you know, long Carl was talking because you know, we were supposed to go five minutes to introduce somebody who was uh, no longer with us, mm -hmm. posthumously in in introducing. And, um, you know, I went back on stage and saw a guy who had <clears throat> gone five minutes exactly the length of time he was supposed to go. Um, when he uh, introduced Bullet Bob Hayes, I've never told this story on the air. Um, but he went to the five minutes he was supposed to go and he was kind of a little bit rankled mm -hmm. that somebody else had gone over when he could have spoken longer about bullet bob hayes and that guy was roger staubach oh really and i went back to the stage and roger's standing right in front of me mm -hmm. and he's you know asking me hard questions about the moment and how he would have gone longer if he'd known he could go longer and i thought to myself two things one the kid in the basement watching the dallas cowboys Back in the day on CBS with yep. Summerall and Brookshire in the booth yep. and the Landry Cowboys offensive lineman who would get up and set, mm -hmm. you know? My favorite thing. And I thought to myself, that kid right now is freaking out. And then my current self getting read the riot act by <laughs> Roger Staubach <laughs> freaking out. Freaking out. <laughs> this is Roger Staubach. <laughs> Captain America. Upset at me. I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> So, so you, you I have those, I've had those moments. You understand how I was feeling I get a few it, minutes sure. ago. Like, Freshman year of college, I had a, part, a, a poster of Marshall Falk on my wall. And then at 2 a.m., we would gather in my buddy's room, and he had a 13-inch TV with the built-in VCR, mm -hmm. and we'd watch the 2 a.m. Sports Center with Rich Eisen and Stuart Scott. Look at that. And look at us now. And look at us look now. At us now. And 25 you, years ago. And you were Marshall's uh, segment producer for how many years on Game Day Morning? Two? For 2013 season, which we were nominated for an Emmy for that year. Rich. Dude, man. I mean, being Marshall Falk segment producer, you must have learned more football. Uh, that was, uh, I say this all the time. I, I Before that point, I thought I knew a lot about football. I played, obviously. I was a quarterback in my high school football team. Mm -hmm. I coached for a year. I thought I knew a lot about the game yeah. and how to watch it and how to take in what I have saw and interpret it, and then turn that into knowledge. I knew nothing compared to what I learned oh, that year from he just from he, he's, he is a savant. He's yeah. a football savant. Yeah. So the question is, have you forgotten all that when you come here and you want everyone fired? <laughs> you want everyone fired? You want everybody gone? You know? That's, well, that's the Dion. Overreaction. That's, whatever. That's, oh, okay. that's getting to know Dion. That's getting to know Dion over the Honestly, years. Honestly, the <laughs> Could you, if we, if if watching Dion screaming at people who don't, who didn't play good football, and he would scream, 
cut him. Cut I would him. cut that player by the time he got <laughs> back, back to the, the sideline. That was his line. He would say, it, "I would," and he would scream when somebody made cut a bad him. move. Cut, cut him. him. Cut him. Yeah. Cut cut him. him. <laughs> that was Dion. Because when you see Peyton Manning on the Manning <laughs> cast get rankled by bad yeah. football, that's Dion mm-hmm. watching yeah. football yeah. games. It hurts bad football. And he would scream. And he would scream. Cut him. If I was coaching, I would cut him going to the sidelines. And if I had come up to you saying, "That's going to be the coach in a molder of men." Of no way, you know, a big time college football program. No way, you'd be like, No chance, no chance. Well, we'll find out if Colorado (laughs) Buffaloes get sent home. Wow, oh, right away, they open with TCU. TCU. Oh my gosh, oh wow, yeah, bring it on. Brock Purdy has spoken. Oh, let's hear what Brock Purdy has to say about his readiness. Oh, baby, hit it. Yeah, yeah, in terms of my arm and everything. Yeah, yeah, my arm feels great. Um. You know, just still building back-to-back days and, you know, trying to gain all the strength that I can back from, obviously, the, just the rehab process of things. And, and um, I feel really confident. Dude, saw him at the Fanatics party in... Um, Phoenix? Super in Bowl? Phoenix for the Super Bowl. And I don't know if he had a bag. I think he had a bag with him there or whatever. And he had, like, it seemed like a knapsack on. He looks like a high or schooler. Or backpack, yeah, he, pardon me. I know guys, my kids give me so much grief when I say, where's your knapsack? knapsack? <laughs> well, there's a difference. They don't know what. But... Like, when I first said that, they looked at me like, what are you talking about? I think it was, he's either there or another time where I saw him. He looked like he was going to, you know, Econ 101. <laughs> it's like Shia LaBeouf and Transformers. Like, can we get him a beard? They, there's a guy who needs an Arthur... Uh... <laughs> mustache, uh, a, a mustache, yeah. a stubble, something. No, Zach doesn't. Wilson and Brock Purdy walking he, 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 he just needs he needs help. I can't wait to Caught see what up. he does. He's got he's on a he is on a launching pad. Yeah, he is on the launching pad. Now the question is is what happens when the countdown hits uh, hits uh, one? Like let's go. But he's on it. I mean, the team is ready for him, yeah, and if he performs, team, well, if he performs over 17 regular season, healthy regular season weeks, in the manner in which he did the last six weeks of the season, and he's only going to get better. He clearly has a gr- bright head on his shoulders, and a and you know some uh, Iowa State gumption. Look out, and a coach that knows how to dial it up and tell him just do what I just do. I just do what I'm I'm envisioning for you <laughs> and this play. And you will be successful. That's all you got to do. Stay healthy. Follow along. Yep. And don't turn it over. Do you take him in fantasy? Brock Purdy? Yes, sir. <laughs> look at his stat. Pal, no. look at his stat lines. No. Okay. No, I'm not taking Brock Purdy in fantasy. <laughs> look at his stat lines last year. He runs, he runs some in, too. You think he's a top 12 quarterback? I don't know about that. That's your fantasy starter, top twelve. Or you put him in, you put him on the, you stash him, you 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 draft him late, and then you might be really, really, really happy, really happy. I mean, give me, look, give me Kirk Cousins, ten th- out of ten. No. Thirteen oh By the way, which is by, which is by the way, yeah, right, which is by mm-hmm. the way, what Kyle Shanahan might say at the end of the day, anyway, according to many. Maybe. Fun show, everybody. Great show.